Welcome to Survivor Cast International. I'm Cody. And I'm Jacqueline. And today on the pod, we're talking week two of Survivor South Africa Return of the Outcasts. We'll be covering episodes five, six, seven, and eight. We're already a day behind because, you know, four episodes a week is a fucking shit ton of TV to watch. Lots of TV to watch. Hard to condense it into something that is worth listening to. And we're covering two other things of Survivor right now. So, you know, and like work and have life life and and a kid and all the stuff. All the sloppiness. All the sloppiness. We're so sloppy. We're coming at you on a Monday instead of a Sunday. And that's all right. Hashtag sloppy cast. Hashtag Monday blues. Hashtag Monday with the... Slop? D-E's. What does D-E stand for? Dog ears? Yes. Donut elephants? Exactly. Don't you eat? I don't eat. No. <laughs> that should be the new uh, slogan of the podcast. Don't you eat? No, not really. Survivor Never. Cast International. Don't you eat? Okay. So, yeah, we're talking week two. We're talking all four episodes. Should we hop right into it? Let's fucking do it. All right. Why waste any fucking time? We're not going to be wasting time. Let's talk about our in memoriam for week two. Oh, man. Who's no longer with us? Go through each tribal. Talk about who got voted off. Let's start with episode five. Episode five. Who went We're home going on into episode tribal. five? Jackie. Tevin. Tevin went home. Mm, R.I.P. Tevin. The only reason why I'm okay seeing Tevin go is now I won't get him mixed up with Tejan. And I know they look different and are very different players, but just as we're in these initial phases getting to know their people... Their names are too similar. Their names are so similar. <laughs> um, Although... I think this is the first time I've seen someone get a standing ovation as they're voted out. Mm. Did you notice that? I did not. I did not notice that. They all like some people stand up and get hugs normally, but like they stood up and clapped for Tevin as he got voted out. So this is Yantau. So Yantau is at tribal. Nico is shocked that they've been able to stay as cohesive of a unit as they have because they're always at tribal. Yeah, and they really... T- okay, there's a point brought up sure, that I completely agree with, and it's very much noted as we watch challenges and things like that. Yantau, right? Is that the Yantau, right yep. Okay. Right, Yantau. Uh, Ron- Yantau is much better as a team than they are as individual players. And better as a cohesive unit than Masu is. Because Masu is like, oh, they're messy, but somehow they're pulling it out. Well, and any time that Yantau does a like challenge that is group oriented, they do really well. Anytime they do a challenge yeah, that's like three on three splitting it up more. Or one on one or whatever. Yeah, this is also the tribal where Pinty on, I believe, Phil's advice goes off on Killarney 
and mocks her for her performance in the like river gauntlet run at each other immunity challenge yes you know oh you look dumbfounded and then killarney calls pinty is it pinty it's pinty isn't it selfish and paranoid um this week again a little bit dominated or just the running thread of like pinty drama Yes. Pinty does seem to continually bring this energy that is, I don't ever want to label it. Not I'm going to say assertive. I guess. It's very assertive. I think you're dancing a, around the word aggressive and yes. aggressive is a word I'm purposely avoiding as well. Cause I, it's all, it's like, it's a volatile word and it's also not the correct word. No. Because she's not aggressive. She's not like being violent in inappropriate settings you know what I mean? She's not body slamming people outside of immunity challenges. I mean, we're not even there yet. I know, At this but, yes. point. but she is she is assertive to the point where it is drawing a lot of attention to her. Yes, absolutely. One other thing that happens at this tribal is Dino talks about the difference between survivor and chess. Right. Kind how of. pawns have like a multitude of moves mm. or no pawns have like a specific pattern they have to follow right or all chess pieces do right where players in survivor have this multitude of options that gets to get like gets to become so sloppy right as much as both require forethought and planning moves strategically ahead of time survivor has this chaos element where you can't map out oh, Tevin is a rook. He can move within these parameters. Tevin can do whatever the fuck he wants. Everyone's a queen, right? Mm -hmm. Everyone's a queen. Hashtag survivor. Hashtag RuPaul survives. RuPaul survives. Let's get some Drag Race survivor crossover, please. I want that so badly. All right, so what else happens at this tribal? Dino is... Okay. Yes, just the Killarney pinty drama. Tevin goes to vote. It is four points... Four votes on Pinty, five points on Tevin. Goodbye, Tevin. The second vote that comes in on Tevin, Tevin responds, wow, guys, and just knows right there. It's not just Pinty, because they thought it'd be a full sweep on Pinty. Yes. So it's like, oh, shit, I'm about to go. I, he had a fucking idol, too. Yeah. Voted off with an idol, yep. which is the ultimate slap in the face. Absolutely. It's a little bit of a momentous moment because it's hashtag death of the tatted trio. Because now both, was it PK? PK. And Tevin, both tatted males of the tatted trio have been voted off. Hashtag only Tony remains. Hashtag t tatted Tony. Tatted Tony. So then let's hop over to the tribal of episode six. Tatatoni sounds like a uh, pasta dish. Tatatoni. Tatatoni. Oh, tatatoni pasta. Uh, wee -oo, wee -oo, wee -oo. That's uh, the alert noise that Cody gets anytime he does an accent because he's not allowed to. If you don't know. Uh, the Queen of England. The Queen of England has barred me from doing any type of accent. If you want to understand more, go listen to our Cockney Mine, Cockney Rhyme hosting Peter of hashtag Revive Survivor UK campaign UK episode. Yes. In our feed. Hopping over to 
Episode six, Tribal. Okay, so now we've got Masu at Tribal, correct? Because we've got Shonan, Theriso. Dino. No, no, no. Is what? this is this post-tribal swap up? It must be, right? It is. It is po- this post swap up. So we do have the tribal. It is a little sloppy us hopping from it's cool. There's no good way to do this. We all know what happened this week. We all know who went home. I I like let's talk about who we lost right off the bat, I say. So yes. We've now had the tribal swap em ups. Correct. And so now Theresa. Have we? So I, is no, that, we haven't. We haven't? No, we have not. Then that would mean that we're still, is Yantau still at tribal? Are you sure? No, we haven't had the tribe swap. We yet. have not. Okay, so Yantau is back at yes. tribal again. Second time. Ouch. For Burn. Yantau, right? In yeah. last episode, Nico's like, damn, you guys are awfully Sucking cheerful it. for being here all the time. <laughs> So they're back again, um, but Shona speaks on their strength or unity, despite some infighting, saying that everyone's got, like, a job to do. Everyone has a purpose in our tribe, and that helps that even though... And there's this whole talk of, like, even though there's disagreements, that doesn't mean there isn't unity, the two aren't mutually exclusive. Right, and, like, I get this point they're trying to make of, like, you don't have to always like each other to be working on the same team, right? Like, that's not a requirement. And then D- Nico does ask, is there a line in the game that shouldn't be crossed? And it brings up an interesting conversation where Dino says that it is possible to play the game without being, like, nasty mm-hmm. or full of malice. Which I think ties a little bit into what we'll talk about later on with Shona's rules and Shane's reaction to those rules. Yeah, yeah. I think it's an interesting question of how much morality, how much politeness do you bring in a survivor? Where do you cross those lines? Where is it acceptable to? When is it being a weak player not to cross that line? Or when is it just being an asshole to cross that line? And I think it's it's different for every player, too. Sure, sure. And for some people, it's like, fuck, this is a game. I am playing a game. and. There's no, you know, there's nothing. It's just a fucking game. This isn't me. This isn't who I am in real life or like how I act in real life. But I'm winning. I'm trying to win a fucking game. Right. And like, what is a part of the game? Lying is a part of the game. Yeah. Backstabbing is a part of the game. Right. It's like there are rules to every game. And I don't think anyone is advocating for breaking rules or playing in a way that would exit the bounds of survivor but there's a lot of gray area there is and there's the way that you backstab the way that you lie if you're digging through bags if you're right yeah there's a it depends right it it depends completely absolutely um dino does fucking look like a wounded puppy like he puts that look on so often this is a thing a don't because dante another theme of this week is dante like a shark just circling dino before the tribe swap he wants so he's dino. not on the same tribe as him not yet not yet but see at this time pre-tribal swap Dante wants Dino out. He wants to be put on the same tribe as Dino to get him out because of this wounded puppy dog. I think Dino is a great master of the game and has this facade that he puts on. So it's it's just interesting that you bring that up. Seeing his face at this tribal, it's like, oh shit, Dino Dino is like, 
looking right now. <laughs> is it but, a, is it put upon or is it just, you know, is he just naturally a sad, meek little man? He makes a comment later on that he's playing a non-alpha male, a non-alpha male game. Yeah. So he's aware of it. It must be a little bit of a put upon. I mean, and so you were saying that fucking Dante is coming after him, but so is Seamus. Yes, this is like the Seamus. Seamus is Dino's Dante before the tribe swap. It's really sad to watch like the interactions between them at the end of this vote out. Where Seamus looks at Dino and says, nice, as the votes are coming in. And then Dino says, oh, well, you took a shot at me, bro. Yeah. And, like, really does look sad about voting him off. He's like, I really didn't, like, they hug it it out when Seamus gets voted out. And it's like, I really didn't want to do this. Like, it's only because I was told you were coming for me. Like, I really wanted to work with you. Like, I wonder how much of that is true. But I feel like it's genuine. Yeah, but it really it comes across genuinely in in the moment. I think it's genuine, particularly because Seamus and his exit talking head. He's like, well, I I got caught speeding and I got a ticket. So like I, you know, I tried to make a move and get Dino out and he outmaneuvered me and made a move on me. So there's no hard feelings. It's just. Oh, it kind of sucks that we had to do this to each other and that one of us is going to succeed and one's not. How do you feel about them throwing this extra vote on Killarney just in case? I mean, it's smart. I'm sure it upsets Killarney. And I think we maybe see a little bit of blowback later in the episode as far as like where Killarney's loyalties lie and what she decides to do in the wake of this vote. Yeah. It's always, you know, you don't want to be that person, right, who has the vote landing on you in case an idol is played. You're like plan B. Absolutely. And not the good plan not B. Not the good plan B that is hashtag pro-choice, hashtag support abortion, hashtag your body, your choice. Um and so again, sure. <laughs> we only have, yes, we do support abortion on this pod and don't support the Supreme Court. Right. Fuck you and don't fucking listen to us or fucking rail on us. But fuck you <laughs> if you don't support people who are able to give birth to also have the choice whether or not they want to grow a person inside of them. And the crazy thing is we're also pro-baby. Cool. Yeah. I mean, and babies and hats, babies and fruit, babies, babies dressed up like cats, babies and big babies, babies wearing and suits, shoes, babies in suits, babies wearing oversized shoes, babies in giant shoes, babies, babies in, in giant, giant suits, babies inside giant hats, babies wearing suits so big you can't even see the baby, babies in buckets. <laughs> Buckets on babies. <laughs> but like at cute. the beach. Yeah. Buckets on babies at, at the, the beach. beach. Okay. Say we a little whimsy to, you know, cheer (laughs) us all up after all that abortion talk. Exactly. And so with that, we're going to hop to the third and final tribal of these four episodes. It is on the eighth episode because of this crazy immunity challenge that we'll talk about that we all know about. Um, But yeah, let's hop to night 15 tribal on episode eight. So now 
I don't know what tribe. Yantau is it, comes is it back again? to tribal. Is Yantau at every but tribal? It has it's the new Yantau. Switched up exactly. Yantau's at every tribal. This Yantau is at this week. All four like yes, between, this week. Yes, crazy. Yantau sucks. Marion talks about how she's overcome her anxiety a little bit due to the violence of the ball challenge. I guess it's yes. kind of a it's a muddled point that I think through editing or something they touch upon it but don't flesh it out enough that it, i don't really understand where she's coming from but i'm proud of her yeah 100 percent. i feel like you are polisa i'm polisa she talks in such like a roundabout way that you don't understand what she's gonna say <laughs> until like the last two lines of it and then it's like okay yeah that makes sense but why did you like take five u-turns to get here instead of just turning the corner i don't think i always do it but I do sometimes like you to don't think, always do it. Sometimes my manner of speaking is my point is in the middle and I'm going to make a series of slightly tighter concentric <laughs> circles around that point, describing it in different ways until I land upon the point. That all makes us feel like we're in a tornado, which is your brain. Mm. You are tornadoing us. I'm sorry. It's very chaotic. It's I don't know. I don't know. It's probably ego, I guess. Hmm. Right. Okay. I don't know. I don't know why I have a brain tornado. This is what I think the stupidest thing in the entire fucking season is going to be. Okay. Um, Shauna. What was it? Episode one or two? Hi. Makes her... this so like she won my fucking. What award did she win? She won my Heinz. My Heinz. fucking your Heinz no, ketchup my tastiest Heinz, move of the week. No, Can that be Heinz. a new category no, we make up right now? Absolutely not. I think it <laughs> Oh Hein Hein Vosloo yeah. Ultimate Survivor. She won my Hein Vosloo Ultimate Survivor last week and then completely squandered it hmm. this week. Squandered. Yeah. This whole thing where she's coming into this tribal with um Plan, plan set up with Dino of pretty much Dino has an idol. You're going to, it's kind of a half-baked plan to be honest. Cause it's like, she's going to do what she's going to at some point cause a commotion and go get her fake idol. And then that's going to prevent Detour people from voting for her and put votes and on Dino, put votes on Dino who then know. will play his idol, yes. which will save him. And then they'll get fucking Dante out. But it doesn't, the thing is, there's no good opportunity for her to do it. It's probably difficult to will yourself to like break tribal format and stand up and do something like that. And frankly, if you're playing an idol before votes are cast, suspicious as fuck. But she's not playing. I mean, she's going to go grab it and show yeah. it off and tout that she has it. And it's like, why are you doing that? If you if it's a real if it, idol, if it's real. True. I mean, but like it, it's like it's a whole thing of like in, this is like cause chaos in the moment. People don't have time to think or react. And then you go and vote and hopefully you don't get the votes and then you can save your idol for next week or whatever. Something. Right. Maybe and maybe it'll work. Yeah. But it doesn't, she doesn't work. do it because she doesn't fucking go get her idol. She does not go to get her idol. What and a I, fucking waste. I wonder what her thinking is. I wonder what exactly it is. And I'm excited to see the next episode. Episode nine. Number mm -hmm. nine. Number nine. To see. Because I'm sure she'll explain it to Dino, who's now living on borrowed time. She's gone. Oh, Shona is gone. Yeah, she Shit. fucking got voted out. And now you're right, you're and right. Dino played his idol you're and right. didn't have to. You're right, you're right. 
Well, uh, okay. So yeah, it's a sloppy because, and then all this like before they even go to vote, there's all this whispering and confusion breaking out, and then Meryl just being like, "Can we please go vote?" Yeah. And Marion calling it all hectic. Um. Yeah, and when Dino does play his idol, Dante uses it to highlight, look, I told you he's a dangerous player. Exactly. I mean, fucking Shane just got done saying how he's happy that there seemingly aren't that many hidden immunity idols this season. When it's like, dumb, dumb, you just aren't finding them. Not, you're not dumb, Shane. I love you. But Phil is the reason Shauna goes home. Yes, because he he doesn't vote for Dante. He's right. supposed to be the third vote for Dante. So yeah, instead of the third vote for Shauna, Dino plays his idol, and he like talk about wounded puppy. He comes back to the group, and he's like, "Oh fuck, I feel like I just completely gutted yeah, my game. I just sunk my game. Which is I played my idol for myself, but like, oh, I it saved me this week. But I'm totally one more fucked day. anyway. Yeah. And then the votes come in, and it's three on Dino, three on Shona, two on Dante. So Phil should have voted for Dante and not for Shona. Yeah, because that's what we need to see Phil's explanation for why that happened. He said something feels off. So he thinks that they were going to vote for him and not Dino. And so he voted for Shona to ensure it was Shona and not him. him. Because he thought he was going to be Dante. Exactly. Phil, you fool. Phil fucked it up. Poor Dino. Pino, Dino, he's like Ocean 11 it. He's got this intricate exactly. clockwork plan. Can't and his rely. Two, his, his two compadres didn't fucking exactly. do their part. They both fucked him over. God damn it. Poor Dino. Poor Dino. I don't even, and like, I mean, like, it's also just a little bit womp womp. Shona has this like injury, this like, you know, we'll talk about it, but returns to the game. And then immediately is voted off. Absolutely. I'm glad that you didn't get fucking kicked <laughs> off. Just to I be know. Eliminated. I literally like up here has that she comes back in parentheses to be voted out question mark. And that's absolutely what fucking happened. Absolutely. What happened. But let's before we go into challenges and odds and ends and things like that. Let's swing it to awards. And talk about it. Let's give out this week's. Survivor South Africa Return of the Outcast Awards. Can I give a quick recap of our categories? Yes. We'll be naming our Miss Congeniality of the Week, our Hein Vosloo Ultimate Survivor of the Week, and the Miss Congeniality is the Amanda Husen Miss Congeniality Award. Of course. Of course. Do I even have to say it? No. Then we will be talking our... Do we do... Do we end on... Ultimate Survivor. We end on Ultimate Survivor, so this yes. won't be the order. No. We'll be talking Fine. our Serafina Teachable Moment. Correct. And our Fashionistas of the Week. Do, do, do. Jackie, would you like to go first? I think our first category is Fashionista. It is Fashionista. I will say that. I'm wondering if I fucked up my notes and don't have one of the categories marked, as I'm noticing. Well, don't look at uh, oh, look at my here. Here's I, the list of categories. Thank you. Mm, slop pod. Hashtag sloppy pod. Do you want me to go first? I do want you to go first. Should we talk fashionistas first? Let's talk fashion, fashionistas of the week. Oh, no. Before, I figured it out. Before I name my fashionista of the week, I want to talk about some honorable mentions. Cool. Now, I... Possibly well, but your... here's the... And then you can't go first, because what if mine is so, one of your honorable mentions? Tell me your fashionista, though. All right. 
my fashionista of the week. Drum roll. Is from season five or episode five. <laughs> the fashion moment. Okay. Is during the immunity and reward challenge. So it's not just a person, but you have a moment. I have a moment. Damn. A moment. Fashion moment. The reveal of the comfort pillows. Those pillows, they're so cute. Holy shit. They have such a nice pattern. I mean, that is my fashion moment of the week. You're blowing my mind, an inanimate object being <laughs> named Fashionista of the Week? Yes. You're really uh, working with the elasticness of these categories, and I love it. I mean, what is a podcast for if not for insanity? I love that when we drop on social media who our fashionistas are, it's going to be a person because I chose a person and then a pillow as their counterpart. Well, I have some honorable mentions we can throw in at the end. Do you want to like go back and forth some honorable mentions? I just have one honorable mention. Tell me your honorable mention. Well, no, you tell me your of the week. So, well, I want to tell you my runner ups first. Or do you want me to tell mine of the week and then my runner ups? Yes. My one of the week first? Yes. So I had to give it to Shane. Okay. He's rocking this scarf. It's like, it's light. It's kind of cream colored. It has like a pink and blue kind of uh, lined pattern on it. And he's got it kind of with this squared military style hat. Uh, I just love it on him. I don't think I noticed that at all. It's unexpected. It gives him a flare of, it gives him a slight feminine flare that highlights his masculinity. He's got this gray and like, you know, you can tell his beard used to be black. Now it's got some white and gray in it. He's got this scarf going. It's fabulous. Uh, I do remember that giant scarf, actually. And it's big, it, too. It's long. It's a big scarf. He's wearing it and rocking it at, at a lot of different times. And it's a fun choice to bring on the island, I think. Uh, I agree. I actually do have two honorable mentions. So let's ping pong. You go first. My first one is also from episode five. Exactly at six minutes and 20 seconds is the first glimpse we get of Tony's tall socks this Mm. episode. That's great because Tony is also one of my runner ups and you see her early on in episode five. She's got the tall socks and her glasses and this kind of fedora-esque hat with a (laughs) feather coming out of it. Yes. Looks like she stepped right out of a John Hughes 1980s movie. It's great. It is great. And they're kind of like rainbow cheetah patterned her socks. Yes. Like black and then orange and green and maybe pink. Tony yeah. putting in the good work this week to make me like her more than I did last week. Very true. Another on- an honorable mention I had is Dino. He's got his yellow shorts with penguins on them. Yes. Also with the high socks. His are kind of uh, like geometric colorful pattern. I'm worried that we're doing honorable mentions and then we're going to run out of fashion things because they wear the same thing like every episode. I had that thought too, but I think it's just going to push us to find more fun fashion moments. Okay. My last honorable mention is from the final episode, episode eight. Meryl is rocking this bandana. Yes. And it's like floral or pay, like, what are those called? The like... There's a specific pattern that's like a... I, I, I don't know what it's called. Like Paisley? But I don't think it's Paisley. No. It's 
I don't know the name for it. I think so it I'm starts with gonna, a P, though. I'm not going to continue <laughs> trying to grasp at it. <laughs> I also had that as one of my honorable mentions, I along love with Marion's like African hat that she's wearing at some point with a green jumpsuit that hmm. looks pretty fucking bomb. Her jumpsuit is always looking fly. And then we have Tajin's cowboy hat. And Phil's I pull out on a fire or I put out shirt right. on a fire extinguisher. If it was I pull out, then we would be back to the UK. <laughs> yes. So who's your Miss Congeniality? Amanda Hoosen of the Week, Cody. My Amanda Hoosen Miss Congeniality of the Week. It's one of the first moments of episode five. One of the first moments of oh. this week. Oh. And I just had to give it to her. Marianne is my miscongeniality of the week because she sits down with Tony on the mm. beach and accepts Tony's apology. Got it. For targeting her for her skin condition. Love it. And has this moment where she's like, you know what, Tony, whom we're all worried about swapping at the tribal switch and maybe not being, I think they're Yantau or Masu, Masu strong. Masu. Yeah, they're definitely Masu at this point. She just needs a little bit of love and needs someone to vent to. And Tony, you know, good on her for apologizing and owning up to, like, doing a shitty game maneuver. Yes. But also does a fair amount of venting her own frustration at her own game problems outside of that. So it's definitely not just an apology. It is also Marion. Yes. Accepting apology for something that's kind of way out of bounds. And then in that same moment, being a shoulder to lean on. So, I mean, how do you get more miscongeniality than that? I mean, the only way you could is by being Theresa. I do love Theresa. There's a moment where, uh, <clears throat> after the swap, Killarney and Steffi are in space together for the first time. This is a, one of the best moments of the week. And Theresa is sitting behind them. And it's like the three of them were in conversation, I think. But then Steffi and Kalarni start talking about like powerlifting and like marathons and being super fit and active. Which and... quote Theresa, like all the good things for your body you should do, which I don't do. Exactly. How relatable and lovable. So, I mean, how can you be more miscongeniality than that? Is that's I think we're both approaching it from two very different but very valid thoughts of what a miscongeniality is. I agree. Damn, some good miscongenialities this week. So teach me your teachable moment. You mean my Whoopi Goldberg, Serafina teachable moment of the week? Yes. Well, let me break it down for you. It's going to be fun talking about it over this lighthearted music. Because my teachable moment of the week, after one person's leg gets fucked up, and another person's rigs maybe get cracked. And every round goes for an hour plus, And it's just a series of deadlocked grapples that look fucking awful and are borderline unpleasant to watch. Maybe we should do a different immunity challenge instead of let's push the giant wooden balls through the mud field. Maybe after the second injury. Maybe after two rounds, I have to get canceled. Maybe. I know it is, Nico, the ultimate fight, but it's just a, I don't know. 
and I don't want to like be a soy boy American. Like I know why we're here, but it's just wild. I don't fucking show no wailing and pain. What is happening? What was that noise? What just happened? <laughs> what was that noise? What are these noises you're playing into the microphone? This is terrible. What are you doing? This is awful to listen to. It's a crazy moment that just happened, Cody. What? We have the Don't same... Oh. <laughs> it's still going, sorry. <laughs> you just started playing alarm noises. <laughs> Alert noises. Um, we have the same Seraphina teachable moment! Yay! We, I thought we learned the same thing this week. <laughs> It's like, come on, show. Really? <laughs> You're really going to keep playing this game at this point? We were critical of Survivor 42, and it's like, <laughs> these waves are way too choppy, and these fucking people are like almost drown. drowning. This is in line with that. Yes. It's absurd that, like, Steffi gets hurt like that. Okay. One guess... person gets hurt, pull them out. Yes. But then to watch people. Pinty, like, be violent towards Shauna. At least take twice. Pinty out of the game. That's the thing. And then the th- after she body slams Shauna and like drops a flying conti- elbow into her abdomen, gets to continue in the third I know, round. I know. I know. Are you fucking joking? That's maybe the thing because I guess upon reflection and talking about it, all of the injuries are frankly the fault of other players playing too aggressively. Yes. Those players should be removed, especially Pinty, who like has to be reprimanded multiple times for like throwing elbows and getting way too assertive. (laughs) 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 Um, Standing up for herself a lot. (laughs) In a violent manner during a game. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's all, and it's a little bit not fun to watch no. just because we'll talk about it when we get into the challenge yes. segment, but it's just like, come on, this seems impossible. This seems like no one can fucking make any progress. They're just pushing against <laughs> these balls in the mud and nothing's happening. It's so ridiculous. If it wasn't done on a mud field, it would be a great challenge. True. It would be. Like adding in a grassy the mud, field. Yeah, adding the mud is just too much, guys. Maybe they overdo some of these challenges. It's <laughs> like one bit. element too many. Just too much. We'll get to it. There's some fucking insane <laughs> challenges this week. All right. Last but not least. Our Hein Vazlu Ultimate Survivor of the Week. Mine comes in at episode five. I'm almost regretting my choice now, Are I have you? to say. But we're going to, I'm going to stick with it. You have to. You have to. But I, I'm doing something a little unique again. I love it. It's from episode five. The immunity and reward challenge. Okay. I'm rewarding it to the fucking sweep. The the tribe sweep. Oh, damn. That it's like fucking first to five, straight five win. So you're talking about the first episode. First episode Masu's where they're running queen. in the water yeah, and the... pull the rope with the smoke come out the like river gauntlet yeah the river gauntlet run where yes masu has a complete 5-0 shutout so the ultimate survivor moment goes to the masu tribe during that challenge damn during immunity one of this week i love it i love that you're thinking outside the box you know now we do i 
awarded Shona my ultimate survivor. <laughs> okay. Because after having wrestling moves performed upon her by Pinty, who dropped the Macho Man flying elbow right into her abdomen, she did return to the game when, you know, she's wailing in pain on the mud field and still makes her way back and is light and bubbly and happy. Uh, granted, she's immediately voted off. So maybe that I'm like, is she the ultimate survivor? I guess not. But you know what? I want to give it to her. Shona, Hein Vazlu's spirit was in you when you returned to the game. And it did leave you immediately when you were voted off. You mean when she did this? I think I've pulled this muscle here, my big minor. Yeah. So whenever I breathe or laugh, unfortunately, it, it hurts. It's like, ah, this is going to be a lifelong... Yes. Wait, wait, what was that? What was that, Shauna? Let's drop it into the episode and not play it again on the mic. This is gonna be a life. I think I've this okay. It's just her laugh that. Oh, ah, ha, ha. <laughs> Your audio drops this episode. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I never get to do that. <laughs> oh, and I wonder why. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Playing a random <laughs> audio clip from Shona that doesn't really line up with what I'm saying. It's exactly that moment when she comes back and she's talking about when it hurts to laugh. It's a different moment when she's no, like laughing. Okay. You're fine. You're right. Aww. You're right. You're right. You're right. I just don't think it was totally clear. I sound like I'm like nagging you now and I'm not trying. To. I just thought it was because it was I thought it was exactly the moment when she comes back in after being injured. Right. It's just when you went to play it a second time and you're like jumping around. I in know. The I just wanted that laugh. Her laugh was ridiculous. It hurts to laugh. Oh, she's laughing through the pain. Yes. And that's why she's my ultimate survivor this week. Beautiful. Now I don't have to return to that in moments. All right. Play the clip one more time. <laughs> and we will go to break on this. I'm like big minor, yeah. so whenever I breathe or laugh, unfortunately, it, it hurts. It's like, ah, this is going to be a lifelong torture. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to Survivor Cast International. Survivor South Africa, Return of the Outcasts, Week 2. We're coming back and we're talking this week's many crazy immunity and reward challenges. Hell yes. So, we'll kick it off with episode five. We get an immunity challenge pretty much right off the bat in episode five. Immunity and reward. Is it immunity and reward? It is. It's yes. for that comfort. Those pillows. Those pillows, Cody. The fashion pillows. Fashionista pillows. Walk away pillows. Fashion. 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 Okay. Um, yes, yeah, so... We have the River Gauntlet run, which we have alluded to a little bit. Yes. One-on-one, -on -one, they are essentially in a hallway, running at one another. Behind each of them is a rope you've got to pull. Uh, smoke comes out for your tribe color, indicating you've scored. And, yeah, you can engage or just try to bypass the other person. You're just trying to pull that rope first. Right. Uh, not only are you playing for comfort... 
but you're playing for some bribery chi? Yeah, fry bry. It is bribery bread, butter, tomato, onion, chutney, and it's grilled. It sounds like a fancy grilled cheese kind of. But is there cheese at all? I guess there might not be any cheese. That's the thing. That's what I'm wondering. Is I it guess like it's like a panini tomato kind and of? onion and sauces. It sounds kind of tasty. I mean, yeah, it's okay. So this week presents multiple things that I think we're going to have to kick it over to our YouTube channel and do some food recreations of different survivor dishes from this season. For the finale. A hundred percent. Yeah. Love a food-based finale. We're going to eat cheesesteak for the Philly finale, English breakfast for the UK finale, bribery, and the other thing whose name I can't We'll talk of. about it when we get to that We'll challenge. get to it. We'll get to it. So everyone's super gagged and excited about the fry bry. And... Yeah, Nico's like, oh, you're going to be eating and living better than me with all this comfort, is what they're like. They get a uh, hammock, pillows, duvet, all the shit, mattress. No, just kidding. All um, right, so round number one Steffi versus Shauna. Steffi for blue, Shauna for red. Shauna gives a big thumbs up to Steffi before it's time to go. Uh, both run at each other. We get to see lots of fun high knees running in the water. Get to see Steffi's famous running on water motions. Steffi easily outmaneuvers her and pulls the rope. Next, we have Meryl for blue and Pinty for red. Meryl does a pretty good spin dodge of Pinty leaving him on the ground in the water and Meryl scores. Exactly. So this is the beginning. I mean, we've talked about how Masu just completely shuts us out. Masu wins every single round. Next is uh, Tayshawn versus Felix. Seamus. Tayshawn versus Seamus. Really? I believe so. Uh, I don't think so. Really? I have Seamus's name multiple times here. I have Felix's name multiple times Oh, that's interesting. It's definitely not... Is it possible that we're from different universes and in my universe what? it was Tejan and Seamus and in yours it was Tejan and Felix? What if that's the only difference between our multiverses? Weird. Maybe it was Tejan and Seamus the first time and Dante versus Felix the second time. Well, let me check here. I do have Dante versus Felix in round five. Okay, so I totally messed up. It's not Felix. It's, I don't know. And this is where we find out that they swap sides every round because the terrain is uneven. Yes. Uh, a little piece of info that I find, I love that they throw it in. And that so they, they can't tell us blame the side for the total wins. Tejan looks focused as fuck. The two men collide. And Tejan, like, drowns he like rides Seamus to the ground leaves him on the ground <sighs> slips away and scores next we have Killarney and Pelasia Killarney yes uh, oh my gosh and this is like straight up an insane moment we will post this on the Instagram well this is what Pinty is raging against Killarney for because Pelisa speeds by Killarney and Killarney does full-on stop and look confused. It's like, like, where did she go? Where is she? Work? And then Polisa just sprints to the end and scores. And Killarney is still confused after Polisa scores. Like, she has no idea where she is or what's going on. Yeah. Not to be a bully like Pinty, but a little bit warranted. It's definitely warranted in this challenge. But someone else makes a good point of, like, 
all like regardless of how bad they lost, they all fucking lost. Absolutely. And last but not least, because again, it's a sweep. It's Dante v. Felix. Felix, his knees are real high. And then again, they both collide. They fall. They both jump up and then they're sprinting to their respective score areas. So close. Like a photo finish. Only the only time where they both get to pull their ropes. Dante gets it though. And it is, you know, to the benefit of this challenge, it's very close but distinctive who won. Yes. There's no question. Now, Dante and Felix have a pretty big hug it out moment here. Mm. Does that paint a target? on either of their backs these two guys from the opposite tribes having like a real moment of like hey man that's interesting because at the outpost later when it's tejan and dante tejan kind of gets the inkling a little bit that dante is also maybe secretly tight with felix because he's like when you go back tell felix that i told you to say this yeah and when he's trying to feel it's very keen on tejan's part to realize that there's probably a deeper relationship there than what is being said because of the fact that he's like, oh, he's saying just to bring his name up, but then he's immediately trying to downplay it. Just like, oh, we were on the same season. There's something more going on here that he's not telling me. A hundred percent. So, yes, I think it does. If you're paying attention, which I don't know if anyone is paying that close attention, but it could paint a target. It really could. So, yeah, it's the the clean sweep. Yantao is very sad. And Tevin's like, it feels like we took a dive. But we didn't. We didn't lose on purpose. Yes. Next is over on day 10 in episode 6. We have another reward and um, chat. And is this a, I think this is just reward. Yes, just reward, not reward and immunity. One person is getting into a cart, which is then hoisted up where you have to collect all four wheels of that cart. Then you put the wheels on the cart. You push it to the sand pit where you have to dig up 10 planks and build a bridge to move the cart over. Then you disassemble the cart and then you build a lighthouse puzzle. And only one person builds the puzzle, which I find interesting. Usually I feel like it's a collaborative project where here is just one person. And then you get to spin the lotto star wheel. And the things that you can land on are boiled eggs, an advantage, cake, mac and cheese, lentils, or beer, soft drinks, and peanuts. Okay. How do you feel about these wheel items? And is there anything that you would add to the wheel? I mean, I feel like it's all food except for the advantage, right? Yes. I mean, boiled eggs is good. It's all energy. It's all protein. But it's not going to go down It might not go down the best. And you can't keep any of it. I bet you get some, like, accoutrement, some seasoning and some Maybe just some some pepper. Just fresh pepper. Mac Um, and cheese is so heavy. Mac and cheese is way too heavy. Like, I think that's... Spoiler, it's one of the awards that they get. Yeah. And like multiple people point out like, oh, I had like two or three bites. I had it's a like, very small amount. Yes. Lentils are good. Lentils are good. Beer, soft drinks, and peanuts are okay. It would be like a fun afternoon off vibe. And the peanuts would give you some good protein and energy, I feel like. Hopefully they're not too salty. Exactly. And then cake, I guess, sugar. 
Yeah, I would like some fruit, no maybe cake. some meat. Yeah, maybe like a charcuterie. Jerky town. You get to go down to Jerky mm. Town and eat some jerky. Downtown Jerky Town. Okay, I love cool. it. Cool. Uh, maybe I'd want like massages come Ooh. to camp or like a movie night. Movie night's fun because then you Something get a movie and community. some snacks. Yeah. yeah. That would have been fun. Before the challenge starts, we get this funny little clip of Shane giving or getting a little back rub from Tejan. Yes. Love it. And then we get going. Dino has an iconic in the cart. Okay, we're not there yet. But Dino in the cart is iconic in this challenge. Yeah, I mean, we can we don't have to go beat by beat through the challenge, I don't think, because Dino's in the cart, Theriso, Phil, Pinty, and Felix are hoisting them, and then Meryl's in the cart, and Shane, Dante, Steffi, and Tijan are hoisting her. Totally. Just to know who's who and where's what. For sure. They, like, are going through this. It really points out that Blue is sucking at teamwork again. They have, like, a lot of trouble getting their wheels on their cart, and it's a real stopping point for them. It really slows them down. And when you say them, it's Meryl. It's the one person doing a lot of the work. I have Meryl in constant peril as oh, a note here. Title. Title of the episode. Meryl in peril. Meryl in peril. Meryl in peril. One of the titles. Yes. So now we're going to go with an M alliteration theme this week, I think. Or three little rhyming. Oh, okay. Three little Meryl in peril. And then two other things that are like that. I love it. Cool. Um, yeah, and it basically, it does, they all get to the puzzle, but Dino has a huge lead. Yes, and it's Meryl and Dino on the puzzle. And doing, like, the main, like, calling and all those things. Uh, Meryl's getting a lot of crowd direction, and Dino's just silently working through it. And Dino's only getting words of support. Yes, where Meryl's getting a lot of direction, conflicting, you know, too much over input. Absolutely. And, of course, Dino ends up taking the cake he's the puzzle master after all but do they get the cake cody they do not get their cake killarney spins and lands on a bag of lentils and then she's told that you must bring two people from masu and they collectively not each get a spin as well correct and then it's like it's you and those two people or is it four people enjoying it or is it the whole tribe it's the whole tribe plus those two other people plus the two okay uh, so then it's decided that Tony and Tejan are the people they're choosing for Masu. And specifically, they specific, yeah, specifically choosing Tony because of how vulnerable they think that she is. They're trying to find the people that they can like, okay, in a post tribe shuffle world, who can we, who's not going to be true blue Masu? Yes. And I'm all about this. Tony asking what everybody's wanting putting that energy out into the wheel. Again, Tony doing some good work, some redemption this week. Gets that fucking mac and cheese. Mac and cheese. Yes. For immunity, we're at day 11. So for this immunity, we have three members from each tribe solving a maze puzzle. It's like a hand moving things through slots and you're also trying to unwind ropes from this big pole right so you can't move the ropes freely you're trying to it's a double puzzle kind of right untying this rope through a puzzle absolutely once Uh, no you go go. once you unwrap the ropes (laughs) a rope releases a key a key opens a gate you race through the gate and then 
Uh, there's like a ramp gauntlet. You have to like jump from ramp Slanted to yes. wooden awful platform that's at a diagonal from wooden. It's like some ninja fucking ninja warrior shit. Yeah, and like eight of them. Nico's like, you don't have to be fast. There's a way for anyone to do it. And I don't know, Nico. It looks pretty damn tough. And uh, then you have to... Solve the giant sliding puzzle? Yes, with one person being the caller. Yeah, you've got like shuffle, board, brooms, and you're spelling out a phrase in 50-foot letters. Yes. All right. If you want, If you want it, you have to win it, is what he says. We've got Shane, Polisa, Meryl, Anmasu, starting on the puzzle, and Dino, Seamus, and Pinty on Yautau, starting on their rope puzzle. This is the first challenge where Masu's teamwork starts to come together. It's, like, chaotic, and they're, like, not communicating particularly in a zone that most people find comfortable. Exactly. I, I, it's like, they're, you can't say that they're not communicating well because it does work for them, but it's certainly sloppy mm-hmm. and it seems like it shouldn't work. Correct. Um, They almost take an early lead, but then they kind of blow it. Yontao gets their key first. Then they're all running through the ramp gauntlet. Therizo fucking owns the gauntlet. Love seeing her gauntleting it up. Um, and then Masu, they get to the slide puzzle first. So I will say there's this moment as the Rizzo is doing the hop betweens. Yeah. Where like the host is super kind about the Rizzo going slow and steady and still getting it done. Like there's a lot of support for the Rizzo. Absolutely. I love that. I love to see it's like, yeah, this isn't something like. Therizo can't hop not, from yeah. one to the other. Like, bing, 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 bing. It's not her forte. She's going to have to find a different way to get it done, but she's doing it. And everyone's really supportive of it. And you I love, appreciate that. You love to see it. Therizo's a shining star in these episodes. Absolutely. We love Therizo. She just has like a real easygoing but lovable energy. I agree. So they're, the slide puzzle... Which takes so much coordination because you have two people using brooms to push the letters. Yes. You've got someone up in the air looking from like being the eyes in the sky. And then you've got people putting the letters on the thing that is hoisted up onto like where it's spelled out. They're spelling the word out the phrase outwit, outlast, outplay going down vertically. So three O's horizontally and then the next letters. Um, that would be that would be like way too much at this point with very little food and i feel like so easy to get mixed up so easy for your coordination to break down in a way where you're not effectively doing things and masu wins yeah we love it and now dante's pissed about something dante's always pissed so then we move into the final countdown should we talk about the tribe swap when are we going to talk about the tribe swap I mean, that can be in odds and ends, right? Okay. We got one more fucking... Oh, you're right, you're right. We've only got one more. So we come into immunity challenge number three of the week, and by far the most eventful immunity challenge of the week. Yes. This is that moment that I pointed out during Fashion Corner. It's also both of our Serafina teachable moment of the week. True. And it's day 13. Are they playing for the... The Benny Chow? 
But I thought your fashion moment was the pillows. Right, but this was a like the special mention. Okay. Honorable mention Love of Meryl's it. bandana. Oh, you're right. This mm-hmm. was the bandana moment. It was. So they are facing off three at a time in a giant mud pit. Yes. And these large, maybe like eight to six feet tall wooden balls are rolled into the pit because the or maybe like five five, to six. Yeah, because some people are as tall as the balls and some are about the same height as the balls. It's like, yeah, I bet like five to six feet. They're not massive, but they are big. Yes. And you have to maneuver a ball into your tribe's goalpost. Absolutely. So first to three is supposed to win. We do have a moment further cementing Marion as my miscongeniality this week, where she says that if Steffi's tribe loses, she's mm-hmm. going to give Steffi her diplomatic immunity yes. as a lifeline because Steffi is Marion's number one ride or die till death. I mean, that would be great. It'd be great to just get her over there. Big move, too. Yeah. A big move to give up your advantage to somebody else. Absolutely. If I think if Marion were to make that move and then finds herself at the final tribal, it's a very interesting thing to have on your resume. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So the first six people to go. But did we talk about the Benny Chow? No. I, well, I said like, oh, it. there is the reward of Benny Chow. Which is like a roll with lamb. Yeah, with like a, it's like a roll, a hot roll with curry, like lamb and potato curry in it, I think. And Nico does mention that there is a veggie option. They look crazy when we see them later. It's definitely another thing that we should add to our Survivor Can We Cook It menu. It. They mention that it's a South African staple, seems to be very popular. Everyone's very excited to be getting them. Maybe this should revive our Can We Cook It. Many... Cook things that we see on Survivor. Yeah. Hmm. And like cook through Rob's cookbook. Cookbook and like hmm. huh. can we cook it survivor? survivor. Can we survive cooking cook it? it? Can we survive and cook it? Survive cooking it is hmm. better. Okay. I feel like there's something between the two. Yeah, let's work on it. Okay. So, yes, round one. We have Shane, Dante, and Polisa on Yantau going against. Tejan, Felix, and Steffi on Masu. And this is post-tribal swap. Yes. Absolutely. It's the first full-on new tribe vibe. Hashtag new tribe vibe. Right? Mm. Back it? in the new tribe vibe. Mm. Back. It's got to be, right? Back in the It's new definitely tribe post-tribe vibe. swap. Yeah, it is. It's the first one. Okay. okay. So it's a big slippery mess. Shane and it's just a lot of like people locking up. It's a lot of grappling with not a lot of movement, right? Correct. Dante and Tejan square up and discuss their mutual idol situation. Have we, we've talked about this a little bit, right? They're like, yeah, Dante has found his. Dante and Tejan. And he has to trade it with Tejan because, like, you can only give it to someone from the other tribe. They both got clues at the outpost, and Tejan has not found his. Dante has found his. But Dante lies to Tejan and te- tells Tejan he hasn't found it either. Really? I did not yep. realize that. Damn. Mm-hmm. But I do like doing this. 
maneuvering yourself into a position like this where you can talk to someone on the opposing tribe. We've seen it done a couple times on 42. Absolutely. And I think in a previous South African season also. Especially these ones where you have like a previous relationship with members on the other tribe, especially post like mix up. Yeah. Good to like use these as strategic moments to have a private conversation. Absolutely. Um. Yeah. And then fucking Steffi gets hurt. Yeah. So Dante picks up Steffi and like does he slams really? her. Yeah. Because she's like they're both pushing at the ball and he like briefly like picks her up with one arm. Nico even comments on it. And kind of just, it feels like he's doing it as an afterthought. Tosses her aside. Tosses her aside, and she's removed from the challenge because her leg is hurt. Yeah. Nico does emphasize that only from the challenge, not being removed from the game, she's going to be okay, presumably. And so she's pulled out by medics. And this is after 30 plus minutes of gameplay. Yes. Round one, it gets to a full hour of stalemate. They call it a stalemate, right? They're not going to know. Well, they say it's going to be returning. Yeah, we're calling this round one. Calling it. No one gets the point. And then we're going to do a sudden death. Only one round. Whoever wins this round takes it all. To prevent there being a tie in the event of, you know, we can't do just two rounds. All the ladies are at it. Yeah, so we now have Shona, Meryl, and Marion on Yantau versus... Pinty. And I, that, that's the only name I have uh, down. Well, I, I want to say Killarney's name with an Irish accent. Killarney. I'm just barred from it. And Killarney. <laughs> I don't know if that's even Irish. You kind of want like gnome or leprechaun with it. <laughs> I mean, that's Irish, right? Yeah. Killarney. <laughs> um, so, okay. Wait, who's with Pinty and Killarney? Tony. Tony. Pinty okay. On Masu. There, when when the squelching noise, when these giant wooden balls hit the mud, is very satisfying. Squelch. Squelch. Um, Dino and Phil are loving watching this from the audience. Oh, I mean, they're doing their best to keep their hands over their laps. (laughs) Yeah, well, I mean, honestly... There is a little bit lasciviousness, I feel like. Yes. From, there's just a real quick Why shot. Why do we need a bunch of ladies mud wrestling? I don't know. And Dino and Phil are like, oh my gosh, look at this cat call. They're not cat calling, no. but it's a notch below it. Yes. I bet if we had an uninterrupted shot of them in the audience, it would be like them running around, fanning themselves. Fainting. Steam shooting out of their ears and their pants. <laughs> Hiding behind the corner. All the all you the know. things. You know. And uh, that sucks because Pinty, like, pulls Shauna by the neck and gets a yelling at Nico. And then, like... And then it's just generally really pushing <clears throat> it with the... Yes. Uh, Nico has to multiple times be like, there's no punching or hitting or kicking. Yes. So they decide to body slam Shauna into the mud. Now, do they body slam Shona or is Shona on the ground and then they like fall onto Shona with their elbow? They like push Shona to the ground pretty much with and then do like an elbow yeah. body slam. Yeah, it's like a body slam as in like both of their bodies are moving onto the ground at the same time with Pinty on top and her elbow then ending in Shona's abdomen. It was an intentional move by Pinty, it seems. And like a real fucking wrestling move. Yes. Thought I was watching uh, 
WWE? SummerSlam. Oh. Uh, I will say, listening to Shauna scream is so sad. What's worse, hearing Uh. Shona wail on the ground or hearing, can I pull their name? The queen from Thailand on Drag UK versus mm, the world. Shauna, I think, because it's physical pain, not emotional pain. pain. Not emotional pain. She is screaming and wailing and saying that she can't can't breathe. breathe. Oh, fuck. And then too soon, Shauna. It's intense. Nico yells, halt too soon for what? I mean, screaming and yelling. <laughs> I don't know what you're. Okay, let's just any keep number going. of horrible tragedies. I guess I don't know what specifically I'm not picking up on. Uh, fill that in with whatever you think Jackie is referring to, listener. Hashtag mystery sadness. And that's where the episode. Wait, do you have something else? Cuts. I find it, my last note is okay. that it's so hilarious to cut the episode here. Oh, it's ridiculous. Like, a to be continued. Will Shona live? She's, like, coughing up blood. No, of <sighs> course not. But. All right, so let's roll right into episode eight, then, to wrap up Immunity challenge. challenge number three. Yes. Uh, Shona's removed from the challenge. And then Nico. Yeah. Now, I did tell you all that this season would be harder than any other season. Okay, Nico. Fucking two people have been injured in this challenge. Uh, and so they throw a couple men in and replace. Who do they replace on the other side? All right. So now we have Marion, Shane, and Meryl on Masu. Okay. Wait, this can't be right. Because Pinty's still in. Yes. Pinty still plays that but final Pinty's round. Pinty's on Masu. So it must be Mary and Shane and Merrill on Yantau and Tony, Felix, and Pinty yeah, on Masu. That makes sense. Um, yes. It is a little bit funny that Pinty is not removed. Because it is really, yeah. The multiple warnings and clearly playing out of bounds and then fucking injuring someone. If someone gets removed to the capacity that Shauna gets removed in and you don't remove the player who fucking did that, that's where things get questionable for me. Yes. I would be worried to be one of those other players going up against Pinty in this round. Are you kidding me? Like, okay, Pinty, take the fucking ball. Take it. Take it. My wife, take her, please. Um, so they do another hour. Yeah, they're all just exhausted. Um, Tony gets a ball unattended and runs to try and score around the same time that Meryl is kind of also making a move on her ball. But Pinty comes and blocks her, and so Tony wins. Masu wins. Nico commends all the castaways. Tony puts mud on Nico's face. Yes, and Yantau is just like crying and completely broken. Meryl says it was the hardest thing she's ever done besides giving birth. Oh, jeez. Damn. And with that, let's go to the tribe swap. All right, let's talk. <laughs> let's talk tribe swap. We're going to do tribe swap and then just some highlights of this week. Absolutely. So tribe swap happen- happens. Can I say it is like, I feel like the centerpiece of last week was the Tanya Pinty drama. Yes. And now this is another centerpiece of this week. And Pinty is still, mm-hmm. maybe she should be my ultimate survivor. Oh, God. She's still kicking. So... Day 12, episode 7, they get to the, what they think is going to be a challenge, but instead, they have a slow motion cinematic 
buff drop. Hashtag sleeping with the enemy. And um, then I really love that the way they go about this tribe swap, it has hard birth announcement vibes where yes. what you're doing is you're given a vial chosen at random and you pour it into a cup and the color tells you what baby you're going to have. But what Jackie would a red liquid baby indicate? Demon baby? Demon baby. Fire baby? Fire, yeah. Fire baby or water babies? That's good. Fire and water. What's the yellow? Urine sun? baby? Sun, sun baby. baby. Sun baby. Okay, That's there we the go. Way. Hashtag sun baby. So, our new tribes. Yes. Our new Yontau. We've got Phil, Meryl, Shane, Polisa, Marianne, Dante Dino. Love it. Our new Masu. Which I do want to say, I really hope, I would love like a Marion Dino, Meryl, and Phil for some. I would be super into that. That's a wonderful quadrilogy those four teaming up you tetra monster tetra monster on the new masu we've got our girl tony our guy tejan miss steffi thorizo killarney pinty and felix and as you will have noticed careful listener where is shona she's hashtag sunshine shona She's hashtag sunshine baby Shona. Hashtag sunshine baby. She's hashtag sunshine Shona. She uh, gets to pick what tribe she goes to, and she chooses Yantau. Yep. She's a blood stupid, for life. Stupid dum dum. It's a decision that definitely doesn't come back to haunt her whatsoever. All right. Um, one other thing that I loved about the tribe swap time was. Uh, the host, Nico, saying that Therizo is just standing quietly in the corner. And Therizo's like, that's just how I roll. That's how I love Therizo. I love Therizo. Therizo for president. All right. Let's rewind all the way back to the very beginning of episode five. You want to talk some highlights? To talk about our highlights. Our very, my very first highlight is Tony. Okay. This moment with Tony. And her thinking that Dante has taken the strategy of taking out all the other strong men so that he is left as the strong man to provide for their team. Also, my first note. I want to say this is a very different strategic approach than most, quote unquote, alpha males would take if this is the, the actual path that Dante was taking. Because most alpha males want to keep shields in the game mm -hmm. so that when they get to merge or swaps, they're not the only strong guy and get taken out for that. You're absolutely right. I think that's their primary reason. Mm -hmm. And I think as a secondary reason, they just generally value tribal strength and winning those early immunity challenges. Let's just not go to tribal at all. So we need to keep the tribe strength. You got a couple of meatheads on the tribe. They're going to see each other and want to, yeah, both for that shield aspect, but also like we're going to fucking keep winning immunity challenges if we've got a bunch of tough people on the tribe. So do you think that Tony's correct in her examination of Dante's game? I don't think so because it's not anything Dante has vocalized that we've heard. Okay. I don't know. I think it's an interesting concept, an interesting theory. I don't know if it's something Dante is consciously doing or not. What do you think? I would agree. I think that Dante maybe was just 
feeling like he was on the opposite side or opposite perspective of these guys. Not necessarily that like he wanted to be the alpha male, just that they were teaming up. They were doing the bromance without him. And I think his like, oh, I'm left out of this bromance thing kind of prickled him and got him aiming to get them out. I completely agree. I think it is a gameplay thing and uh, where people's strategies and loyalties lie and not, I want to be the number one alpha male, (laughs) Tony. Yeah. And then I find it very funny that we open the episode with Phil being like, you know, everything Tanya has been saying about Pinty is absolutely correct. We're all afraid of her. She's a bully. She eats way too much food. She like is super selfish. Yes. So, but we voted her out anyway. And we no one had Tanya's back. So I mean, I mean, I bet Tanya's sitting at home, fucking just desserts. She feels. I hope she feels vindicated. I also love that Phil is like evilly plotting like very openly to his like interview time he's like a shady fuck for sure i kind of love phil phil's a rising star in this episode for me another favorite moment of mine over on yontau is when thorizo is just like calmly listening to pinty complain and like her response is like i hear you pinty like Yep, I hear you not acknowledging if you agree, not acknowledging if you're like on the same time, but like making Pinty feel like you are by just being like, yep, I hear you, Pinty, and repeating some of the things that Pinty said back to her. And kind of taking it like, our time will come. There's always two, master and apprentice, and we bide our time in the shadows, Pinty. <laughs> yes. We never strike first. Uh, so post immunity number one or reward number one, when they're eating the bribery, I think it's called. Yeah. Do you think they're supposed to be that burnt? They just look burnt <gasps> I, to hell. I, You know, I feel like they are having a hard time cooking over an open fire. It's probably not the easiest uh, venue to cook these at. <laughs> but, I mean, they still look tasty as fuck. I want to make some. But can you imagine eating a grilled cheese and literally it, it's that black? Every bite would be kind of awful it would be it's at least 25 percent less good but when we go glamping for my birthday is that when we make these over the open campfire that'd be crazy because then it would be as close to what they would be enjoying on this i think we have to that now. would be some next level stuff it's happening um steffi goes idol hunting finds that idol yeah it takes her like an hour and a half apparently let's see I do like Tevin blaming that Masu lost that first tribal on the other team's future life, specifically. <laughs> Hashtag future life. Um, how do you feel about this no bullshit alliance? The no bullshit alliance. It is kind of, it's part of a theme, this episode of like conducting your gameplay in a certain way. I have the biggest eye roll at this bullshit. <laughs> who I'm, who initiates I the no bullshit alliance? I have no idea who. It just says no bullshit alliance so dumb in my notes. So <laughs> I just think it's stupid. I think Phil's part of it. Yes, I agree. Tevin also finds an idol in this, but it doesn't do How does good. Felix not lose. see that, though? I, I, it seems insane that Felix didn't see it. I'm pretty sure Felix did see it. It feels like maybe something that 
I wonder if there is footage of that being revisited or of Felix yeah. being like, I definitely saw it and just didn't make the edit. I totally agree. And then Seamus is going Seamus is going to hide a fake idol. Ooh, yes, he's doing the Shona move, which is such a bummer because it was such a refreshing, amazing thing when Shona did it and feels like such a like, okay. And I, I do completely believe that he comes to the idea independently but it's just like, now you're also doing it? Oh, whatever. And now both seem lame. Yes. Um, I don't know if we mentioned this at the end of the reward challenge. Um, Dante saying, like, this is why we fucking need to get, or we need to get Dino the fuck out of this game when Dino just, like, boom, 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 set lighthouse puzzle. Absolutely. Dante, his... All episode pre and post tribe swap is Dino is a student of the game. Dino is a puzzle master. He's absolutely a threat. Let's get him out. He built that lighthouse like he's a fucking old man living by the sea. Absolutely. Uh, what about this moment later this week where Killarney is very confused about who they're voting for and yes. has to clarify like six times and then Phil is like, oh, not the sharpest tool in the shed. <laughs> Full on just calling Killarney stupid. Uh, lots of people tend to be like taking that line with Killarney and I will say Killarney is just in the constant like, hey, I'm going with the numbers. I don't care what it is. I'm just going with the numbers and it's like, how do you know people are telling you the right thing, Killarney? I know how because like if that's your gameplay, you're playing as such a passive player that she, like I don't see you going super far. She even has this moment where she says that her style of gameplay is kind of just to hang back and let things naturally present themselves. Mm -hmm. And I think you really run the risk of having a passive game if that's how you're playing. Absolutely. Now, Meryl, always in peril. And Phil has had his fill of pinty. Oh shit. Does that fit? That's perfect. We need one more. Um we get another Tony being emotional on the beach scene and needing someone to kind of boost her up. We're always getting that from Tony. It is a a Tony constant. And then okay, I'm at the end of episode 6. Okay. S Steffi, or like mid-episode six, Steffi finally tells Marion about the idol. Yes. And like solidifies this like, we're besties, which I think leads to Marion's like, if Steffi loses, I'm giving her the fucking thing. Because like, I know where she's at. We need we to trust be, each other. Yeah, her I and I need to be together. No, and I, I, I'm sure that further cements in Marion's head that she is my day one ride or die mm -hmm. and that we do have this really solid base. They're a great power duo. I would like to see them go far. And then on Yontau pre-swap, we have Seamus really pitching for the ladies to keep together and get rid of men. And this is like mm. a... He's like, oh, Dante will grab his men and all, or his ladies, and I'll grab my ladies, and then we'll meet up together and pick off the weak ladies. And that's so funny. That's so stupid. Me and Dante and a bunch of ladies on an island. That's fucking Seamus's dream scenario. It's so dumb. I bet it'll all work out for him. It'll oh, be wait. Perfect. He goes home next episode. Now, I have some post tribal notes. Okay. Shona 
showing the new Yantau people around and laying down oh, her rules. Are you kidding me? Shona really starts to rub people the wrong way. Because later on, she's also like telling Seamus not to burn so much wood. And that fucking pisses Seamus off. Mm-hmm. This is where the Phil and Marion really start like laying groundwork for this potential foursome that I'm into. Absolutely. Um, Tony is total drama all the time. Masu has a shitty shelter that nobody likes that everyone's disappointed in post-tribe swap. And then they go to Outpost. Outpost. Tejan and Dante at Outpost. They get juice and cookies. Let's go Outpost Big tonight. bags of rice. And decide to swap the, like, grill and basket for the fishing gear. And this is where they get that clue for the idol that we talk about later. Our tribes will still be there tomorrow. Let's go outpost tonight. <laughs> yes. Uh, that's. I think that's that covers just about everything. The we only other thing that I want to talk about. For outpost, I meant. Oh, yeah. Cool. I'm like, there's something else for this episode. I've got season. something. Okay. Shona, she's not a lamb. No. Sure. I don't know. Kind of. Um, I want to talk about post this massive murdering Shauna and everything. Or do you have anything before that? No, because I think we've adequately covered the Dante Tejan idol situation. Totally. Outpast is in the past. Outpost is in the past. So after this quote unquote epic battle. Yes. They do some cleaning up in the ocean. Masu is like super excited about their food. And then fucking Mir no. Meryl, yeah. Meryl does this like, oh no, Steffi. It's Steffi. Steffi does this like, oh, I'm so proud of all of us. I'm really happy. Like my heart feels like it could burst. Yeah, she gets very over the top with it. And strangely not yeah, I mean you can be happy that you won, but... All these people giving props to Pinty, the... like, oh, you did so good, Pinty. Steffi... You are a real warrior. Steffi talking about how proud she is and, like, feeling like your heart could burst is one thing. But, like, the specific kudos to Pinty after she did something borderline inappropriate to another player. Yeah. That's way too physical after being warned multiple times. And, I mean, also even Nico just chalking it up to, like, accidents do happen at the challenge before the final round, yeah. which Pinty's also a part of, feels a, it's a little frustrating to me as a viewer. At least Tejan is like, let's take a moment of silence for our fallen patriots. She's a tough cookie, that <laughs> Shona. I mean, yes, I don't know. When you spend the time leading up to the moment of silence, which is a very performative measure in yes. itself, praising the person that hurt Shona, I don't know about that moment of silence. I agree. You're just thinking about how tasty those fucking roll things you just ate were i mean they did look fucking good and speaking of tejan he's got old man vibes to me because of the white in his beard but he's so ripped he's super fit he's ripped as hell he's like stud muffin 69 yeah hunting down those little i don't know never mind (laughs) uh but looking fly yes so uh yontao on Yantau, Dino feels like he's going home unless he can puzzle his way out of it. Which he does because he bum, 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 finds an idol. He finds an idol while swimming. He sees yes. a log and he's like maybe under that log and then goes and looks under the log and lo and behold, an idol. One of those moments that I'm like, is the hand of a producer present in yeah, this idol a find? Bit. Are we really trying to save Dino here? It's very, very fortuitous that he finds this idol. I agree. 
All right, Cody, any other notes that you want to go over before we hit the quote challenge game? Just that I love Dino telling Phil that he's found the idol by walking up to him and being like, hey, does my dick look big? And then Phil's like, um, and then, no, there's an idol in my pants, buddy. He specifically says, does my package look big in these shorts? And of course that was going to be in the quote challenge, Cody. Oh, no. I tried to avoid. I had some other quotes that I purposely avoided in my notes to try to respect the sanctity of the quote game. Well, you failed. Oh, boy. Okay, so we're jumping right into it. It's that time. This week on the quote challenge game, which we will come up with a more fun uh, name for eventually. I like the quote challenge game. (laughs) Um, Not only will Cody have to guess who said it, but during which challenge it was said. Damn. Damn, Daniel. I'm, I'm Cody. You are Cody. How do I buzz in? I mean, just by saying... Buzz? Sure. Um, You wanted us to spill the tea? I'll spill fucking tea. (laughs) Buzz. Tell us who'd said it and when. Uh, (laughs) Jesus, who did say that? I have no idea. Really? I'm going to say... I thought I started with a super easy one. You said it like Cher. Was it Cher (laughs) on episode Moonstruck? Do you need me to repeat it or do you need like a clue? Are clues available? I mean, you can have three clues throughout the game. Okay. Was it on someone on Yantau or Masu? It was someone on... You think I know who's on which fucking tribe? Okay, especially with the swap happening yeah. this week. Uh, was it male or female? Female. I should have known. Okay, I'm just going to take a shot in the dark. Oh, I, okay, I know who it is. I know who it is. Yes. It's Tony. When? And it's when... So it must be... It's before tribe swap because it's yeah. when they get the opportunity. Yeah. After the wheel spin. It's when they're eating there lentils and mac and cheese. Is it episode seven? It's episode six, but you got the moment right. Ding, ding, ding. I'll still give it to you. I love it. So I got one point instead of two. Yes. How about that? If it works for me and my game, I'm willing to listen to any and everyone's story. Dante. And when? Episode six? Five? Yes. Okay. It was right at the beginning. Yeah, I wanted... This is a moment I had highlighted because it's funny because I believe he's speaking to Meryl. No, he's talking to Felicia. He's talking to Felicia. uh, (laughs) Felicia. Felicia. Um, (laughs) Felicia. Jesus Christ. Um... Yes, very funny, and, and it turns her off so much to him. She's 100%. like, he's fucking sketchy, because that just means you're willing to abandon any alliance at any moment. Absolutely. He really tries to sell it like a good thing for his game, though. But it does not work. Um, That's worth more than two million, Shauna. Okay. This is when Shona gets a hug from Nico. Yep. Is it when she's returning to the game? Not when she's returning to the game. 
I don't know why she got a hug. I don't remember. Because she poured yellow. Oh, yeah, she, yeah, yeah. During episode seven when she was standing as the odd person out and she thought she was going to have to go to Outpost by herself. Yep. And she she got a hug. a hug from Nico. Does Theresa say it? I have no idea who said it. Dino. Aw, Dino. Dino. So I got no points that no time. No points. I have anxiety. Anxiety doesn't have me. Marianne. And it's episode eight. It is. Oh, double points. points. Double points. Oh, but fuck. I haven't been answering in the form of a question. So now all my points are void. (laughs) I mean, I don't go by that rule. It's fine. All right. Jackie, do you think you should host Jeopardy now that Alex Trebek is dead? Not at all. I think you should. Okay. That's sweet of you. Hashtag Jackie for Jeopardy. I'm lying to everyone all the time. Okay. I love this. It's uh, (laughs) Phil. Nope. Felix. No. Tejan. No. Tevin. Tevin. <laughs> and episode five. It is episode five. I don't get any points. <laughs> I've got the gun at the back of his head and I'm ready to pull the trigger. Oh my God. <laughs> Only one psychopath would say that and it's Dante. No. Seamus? Yes. Ugh. Towards. Uh, before he's voted off, because he's talking about how he's about to kill Dino. Yes, yes, that's episode seven, six. Oh, but Seamus, the gun backfired, and you're dead. I like how when (laughs) Seamus got voted off, he's like, "It's the end of a very dark chapter in my life. I'm like such a better person than the last time I was on Survivor." I mean, it's not like I was about to end with that quote in two quotes. Metaphor about shooting Dino in the back (laughs) of the head. He said verbatim, I feel like I've not just closed the book on Survivor, but a very dark, dark part of who I used to be. And that was episode seven? That was episode seven. So I get double points. (laughs) No, that was episode six. Damn. That was the end of episode six. So you only get one point. Any more quotes? I've got two more. All right, here we go. It means whatever you want it to mean. Mm. (laughs) Yes. Um, It's... Pinty to Theresa? I don't know. It's the fucking host during Tribal referencing the ter- the tribe name Yantau. Oh, really? Yes. It's like, isn't that like some indigenous term that you're using that has an actual meaning? It means whatever you want. Yes. You, that's literally what he says in reference to <laughs> Yantau. What? Yes. That's weird. <laughs> I know. And last but not least... You're almost there, my marshmallow. What say you, my sparkle? Yes, my angel, my chocolate. Oh, God, what the fuck? (laughs) I have no, it's, it's, I don't know. I have no clue. This is a line of Pinty. What Pinty is saying to Dino as Dino builds the lighthouse, she's speaking. I love um, it. She is, I remember this now. She's saying hilarious things to him. It's just fantastic. My marshmallow. That's where we'll end it. Well, I guess it's another week wrapped up for South Africa, Jackie. Hell yeah. And we're only like two days behind. Yes. Apologies for the late output. We're trying to keep up with four episodes a week, but it's tough. We are in second place still and top of the pod. I know. And getting closer to the first place. Closing that gap against slaying the dragon pod. Slay, slay, slay. All right. Well, we'll see you next week with our higher love of Survivor South Africa to justify why I'm going out on this song. I love it. I love it even higher. 
Follow us at INT SurvivorCast. You don't have to do that because we have a little outro, remember? We don't say our Twitter. We just say oh. the reality pod INT. Okay, cool. Well, then, yeah, follow us and shit. Find all of our other Survivor content. Philly, UK. Survivor South Africa. <laughs> Survivor South Africa. Survivor South Africa. South Africa. <laughs> I am shirtless saying this. It is. I, I kind of wish I was taking a video of this right now, but I don't think you'd let me post it anyway. And I'm sunburnt. Yeah. Everyone see my hairy man boobs as I, I mean, dance around. You do have a great hairy chest. I mean, you do have hairy man boobs. <laughs> Bye, Survivor fans. You've just listened to a Reality Pod International podcast. Find more episodes and other great shows at Reality Pod INT on Twitter. Rate, review, subscribe, and find us on all social media platforms. Thanks for listening. Because <laughs> I find myself hilarious. <laughs> <laughs>